the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. We have ignition. Wake up, people. It's time to talk Wall Street. Main Street and Wall Street are playing nice together today. Super Bowl is over. Who cares who won? I'm not a big believer in the NFC, AFC thing, how the markets react. I wish that were the case. I wish it were that easy because trust me. I'd like to be sleeping in on a national holiday that is known as the day after the Super Bowl, where everyone's tired, right? Uh, The GameStop drama continues, but not as dramatic. What was once, you know, 1,000 point swings, not 1,000 points, 1,000 percentage points, has turned into like 5%. Tesla's up after they bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. They are saying that they expect to begin accepting Bitcoin as a form of payment for its products in the near future, subject to applicable laws. Bitcoin holders love the news. The cryptocurrency jumps 12% to $43,000 per digital Bitcoin. I have a great story, by the way, that I've been saving for weeks and weeks and weeks about a guy who had a hard drive and his Bitcoin security was on that hard drive. His passcode is a string of like 100 numbers and he didn't write it out on paper. He didn't put in a bank deposit. (laughs) He had it on a hard drive and he, he backed up the hard drive, took the hard drive to the dump, threw it in the dump. Only problem is the backup didn't work. It failed. He assumed backup was gonna be good. So I still have a lot of questions about Bitcoin. Something tells me that Elon Musk and Tesla is not going to throw Bitcoin in the trash. But if you bought a Tesla yesterday with two Bitcoins and now it's only worth one Bitcoin, like I could see the finances of this becoming very, very messy. 
with a rapidly evolving currency. But also, I'll be honest with you, this is a day where Bitcoin grew up a little bit. It's what you're looking for. Ten years ago to use Bitcoin, the only thing you could use it on was Overstock.com because their CEO was a lot like the MyPillow guy. He was just this weird outlander who, if you study the Overstock guy, you'll know that I'm not making this up, has a lot of conspiracy theories. And you're like, how is he a CEO of a company that's trying to compete with Amazon? In the mid-2000s, I probably, in the early 2000s, I probably bought like some, maybe some silverware. I found stuff on Overstock.com that, to me, was fine. Maybe Best Buy didn't really like the, the engraving that year on Forks and Knives. And I was like, I'm okay with it. It looks kind of Western. It's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, Bitcoin grew up. It's almost as if they were playing baseball and suddenly the 14-year-old could throw a 90-mile-per-hour fastball. This young punk hasn't made it to the major leagues yet, but adding Bitcoin is a step in the right direction. Can we can control it? It's a good question. Like a Timmy Lincecum, young man, has all the power in the world in his arm and his shoulder until he hurts his shoulder. Can we control the velocity of Bitcoin? It's a step in the right direction today. I still don't think I own any Bitcoin in any way, shape, or form. And I'm okay passing and missing. Am I going to miss the electric vehicle push? I hope not. But I see there's always another uh, bus coming, so to speak. But this time it's an electric vehicle bus. One of my kids was telling me the other day, he's like, I don't really like buses because like, bus drivers are shady. I'm like, I kind of agree with that. And I've never even met a shady bus driver, but I kind of want to be driving myself. And then we started getting into that idea of some people fear flying because they're not in control. It's like the pilot's shady, even though we don't think of pilots as shady, even though on occasion we do hear about one getting a little too drunky drunk. But I like being in control. That's why I don't really like Bitcoin. But that's silly of me because I can now say that they hit a milestone. I don't know if Tesla's the right milestone to be to be louding it because it almost seems to me that Elon Musk is, for lack of a better word, messing with Wall Street. Where he talks about Dogecoin, the doggy coin, as I like to call it, a coin, a digital currency that was created to make fun of digital currency buyers. A guy is like, yeah, let's put my dog's image on it. We'll call it Dogecoin. Not my thing. AstraZeneca in the news today. Coronavirus vaccine. Temporarily halted in South Africa after a small trial suggested it was not effective in protecting against mild to moderate cases related to the new faster spreading South African variant of the virus. Joe Biden over the weekend said, hey, just so you guys know, we're not going to have herd mentality. Not herd mentality, but the vaccination. We're not going to have it in enough arms before the end of the summer. The previous administration misled us into telling us what supplies they had and didn't have. And they essentially left the White House early and without a plan on COVID. I don't know if I'm going to get into the politics of that. All I'm going to tell you is that if Biden's saying in the summer now, I think we kind of have to think that the idea of going to Hawaii in the middle of summer is not going to be attractive to everyone. To some people it will be, but not to everyone. 
we want to get back to that point where we're making financial decisions based on everyone, not on some people. I know a wackadoodle that travels every weekend. Not me. I'm a little bit fearful of viruses and not fearful of the science. I'm thankful for science. But we're all very different beasts. And all I'm telling you with Biden saying it's going to be end of summer, that's not great news. Yes, it, it's it's better than worse. But it's tough to get excited by saying we're not going to have enough vaccines in the arms to basically take off our masks and burn them. Are we going to have COVID mask burning parties? I've been wearing the most ridiculous masks. And I'm just, I'm tired of it. I want to burn them. It's like the young ladies in the 60s burning bras or burning draft cards. I want to burn something. And it's my mask that I've been wearing. Ten-year treasury kissed 1.2%. And that's like kissing your cousin. Ah, it's not that good. When the 10-year treasury was at 60 basis points, 70 basis points, I had more confidence investing than I do when it's at 120 basis points or 1.2%. Still being all things considered, that's a good number if you're long stocks. But now it's starting to come into some people who are older than me, who have more money than me, might say, I'll take 1.2% on my million dollars. Because that's a government guarantee, and it's not 1.2% from a bond that you have to pay taxes on. So you're kind of looking for like a 2% return to get that 1.2 after taxes. Uh, Monday. Moon day. So the 10-year treasury, that, that's, I'm not going to say concerning, but if we are to use big round numbers, 1.2, 1.25, 1.3, 1.4, 1.5, I'd say as we march higher, I'd become less bullish, but we're still a long way from that. A long way, in my opinion. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Super Bowl was less than super. I will say I was impressed with what they pulled off with the weekend's halftime show. Starting up in the rafters and moving down onto the field was a very fun idea. Graphically represented. Um, I didn't, I, the weekend is one of those entertainers that I'd, he's been around for years and years and years and years and years. I just, I, A, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup and B, I don't know I couldn't pick a song out of the lineup. Just doesn't hit my world, right? But there were some commercials yesterday that A pissed me off and B I was like, oh yeah, 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 they're right on. The Oatly commercial has to be the most annoying commercial I've ever seen on a Super Bowl. Only because I don't like vegan milk. No, 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 no. 
How about the CEO puts himself in the commercial playing a keyboard, singing a song about vegan milk and how milk is with no cow and it started getting into the the process of milking and what has mammary glands and what doesn't and what's good and what's bad. I was like, this is too scientific for me to even follow, yet alone think about going out and buying Oatly. Commercial is pretty effective because of Oatly. The CEO made a commercial starring himself to piss us off and go, Oatly. They even started selling t-shirts saying, I hated that commercial the most. Oatly. Was it effective? Yes. Will I buy vegan or non-mammary gland milk product? Probably not. Sorry, it's too late to change me. <laughs> but there is that concept. General Motors had a great vehicle commercial. Norway has the most electric vehicles per capita of any country, including the U.S. GMs took a stab at the statistic with the help of Will Ferrell, Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson seems to be in every commercial, doesn't he? Um, they're going to create 30 new electric vehicles by 2025 and say, hey, look, we're already selling electric vehicles in Norway. We could do the United States, too. You just you Americans need to get over your closed-mindedness and think about charging stations as a possibility instead of an impossibility in your life and how you consume vehicles. Amazon had a great one. There is nothing wrong with Amazon's Alexa commercial featuring Michael B. Jordan. When you tie together people's sexiest man alive with your brand, that's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I'm not the sexiest man alive, but let's see if I come up with a stock app. I wouldn't mind having him as a spokesperson. Cadillac had an Edward Scissorhands driving commercial. And it was Timothy Chalamet as Edward Scissorhands, which kind of threw me a little bit because I was like, who is that? That's not Johnny Depp. Who is that? But it was a throwback to my time in life of Tim Burton movies were awesome. It worked on me. I'm not going to go out and buy a Cadillac, but I certainly got educated on Cadillacs. You, you can have razors on your fingers and still drive. It's got some pretty good self-driving functions. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Tesla... Tesla's autonomous mode is really, to me, currently, to me, more of a driving assistance versus autonomous driving. It's cool. It's fun. But it's not all that in a bucket of chicken. Cadillac has something pretty darn similar. And if you didn't know that, now you did. Tide had a commercial, which is a just a reminder that Jason Alexander is one of the most overrated actors over time for Seinfeld. Oh, he could play a whiny short person. I would like to play a whiny short person, except for I'm not short enough. But Tide was making product. Uh, companies like Procter & Gamble and Johnson & Johnson have been making product for hundreds of years. Babies have been crying with no more tear shampoo, coming to save the day. For lack of a better word, phrase, hundreds of years. Maybe only a hundred years, but hundreds of years. If I've told myself once, I told myself a million times not to exaggerate. But owning a consumer products company that, that makes stuff that cleans your teeth, that cleans your clothes, that cleans your kitchen, it's not a bad thing. If ye old Super Bowl was happening in the 1600s, we'd be like, ah, who needs a clean kitchen? 
well, with the pandemic and things like that, we're like, let's clean our bodies and let's clean our teeth. And, oh, you get the idea. Robin Hood had probably the weirdest moment during the Super Bowl when the phrase, we all, we are all investors message. Did it resonate after the GameStop and Reddit saga? Or did it kind of drop like a, it doesn't matter. They're number one in the downloads last week on Google and Apple stores. Bad press is good press for them. But when they come public, it'll be interesting. Cheetos. I don't like Cheetos. It's too processed of food for me. It just doesn't taste like food to me. And again, you're like, you're you're a food hater. Uh, I don't know about that. Was, do you remember when Pringles came out with Olestra? I want to say in late 90s, early 2000s. And anytime you would eat like Pringle chips or Lay's chips, you would get just this massive chronic diarrhea that was like show-stopping, movie-inducing, cringe-worthy. Just like, what did I eat? And basically, it was saturated fat without the bad saturated fats, but it went straight through your body. And I'm like, no, this is going to cause cancer or something down the road. It just was too, your body was plumbing it out of your body as fast as it could. And again, I don't know. Maybe a Lester would have saved the planet if it wasn't for dope heads like me. Cheetos commercial, like I was saying, kind of hit the right spot. Ash and Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Which, again, I'm going to make a controversial statement. I find them both to be very good looking people. Within reason, I'm not saying they're aging as well, but at one moment of time, they were both people's sexiest person on the planet, and it doesn't hurt to have that title when you're pushing processed food like Cheetos. But there, it was the use of Shaggy song. It wasn't you. It wasn't me. Hey, did you take the Cheetos to the bathroom? Nope, it wasn't me. And I just kind of remembered, I was like, yeah, that used to be a dance song that your dad would kind of like move his body to and try to make members of the other opposite sex say, wow, this guy could provide for my children one day because he could dance to it wasn't you. So the nostalgia was heavy with me this year. Toyota did just an amazing commercial where they showed a Paralympic gold medalist. And would I invest in Toyota? Yeah. And I, I think they got their messaging right on. They co-sponsor, or they sponsor the Olympics and the Paralympics. And the people that I was watching the Super Bowl with, they're like, what's that commercial about? She doesn't have legs and she's a swimmer? And it, Toyota, do you not have, does Toyota have driver, legless drivers? Have they come up with, no, they co-sponsor the Olympics. They're just saying, we have the kind of money that we can buy branding in the Olympics, in the NFL, in baseball, what have you. State Farm Insurance is winning big times with Patrick Mahomes and I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. Find me online at blackshow.com. Oh, 
Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black. On the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. I met someone, don't care what it costs. No way it's so nice. Putting your money where your mouth is. Ooh, what's the next chapter in Tesla? Tesla's had some interesting ones already. I think they're a very unique entity with a very unique CEO. It was announced in a 401k, not a 401k, excuse me. It was announced in a corporate filing, an annual 10k, that they had invested 1.5 billion in the cryptocurrency Bitcoin. The thought is that they're going to keep it on the sidelines as a cash management tool and eventually move to accepting Bitcoin as a payment for a vehicle. It legitimized Bitcoin another round of legitimate. That's good. I own no Bitcoin. That's bad. I look at Tesla and I'm like, what am I investing in? Are they a solar roof company that they don't really sell a lot of solar roofs right now? Are they a power wall supplier for America and a play on global warming and electricity grids going out and wildfires starting? Are they a play on selling cars? I don't think they're a play on selling cars. I know that sounds like very odd. I think that's the business that cash flows for them. And I haven't quite put a complete finger on how are we going to value this company because are they if bitcoin doubles and triples do you say that was part of their business model yeah it is part of their business model is that a good thing or a bad thing if bitcoin goes from 43,000 down to 1,000 yeah that's a bad thing so are we valuing tesla on sales of electric vehicles and production no it's complicated to say the least taking a look at the stock market and this is something i i got to throw out there for you I look at my statements quarterly, monthly. Sometimes if it's been a dramatic month, I look at it. And I know when markets are at all-time highs or near all-time highs, I'm probably at an all-time high or near an all-time high. I'm kind of comfortable with that. But today it's reaching another record and Bitcoin's working. And I start getting a little nervous. I'm like, everything's kind of working, isn't it? And the answer is, yeah. Um, Disney's up another 3%. You're like, that's had an amazing run. That's at 190, 186, 79, $186.79 a share. Now it's 85 cents a share, 186.85. Um, what a run that's had. Last week, uh, Activision reported numbers, good numbers. Stock popped 10%. Didn't do anything before that. Didn't do anything after that. I'm watching today and going, huh, this is an odd wealth creation kind of day. Google's down. Nike's down. Like, there's some randomness to it. I own many of the names that I'm talking about because they're widely held names that I think play into trends that are attractive for me. They may or may not be attractive for you. Consult a worker, by the way. Yeah, I know exactly what I mentioned on the show. Um, last week we got talks about stimulus and Apple car. This week we're getting talks about stimulus and Bitcoin, Tesla. 
on Sunday, I, I hate using this because it, it's stupid. I thought it was funny a few years ago. I was like, Janet Yellen is the sexiest Fed Reserve banker of all time. And she's clearly like a great grandmother, grandmother kind of not typical mold of sexy. But she was kind of sexy yesterday when she's off. I'm going to the well again and it's still not working, is it? She was kind of sexy yesterday when she talked about we don't have to have a slow recovery in the economy past the stimulus and we're going to get back to where we were before this all happened. I don't know if I'm buying that. I, I kind of liked her as a Federal Reserve member in theory where she was acting as if she was unbiased. To me, it's like past Joe Biden stimulus, past Democrat stimulus, Democrat, Democrat. Like To me, it, it feels a little partisan to say, if you do this, we're going to magically go back to where we were pre-pandemic. I don't think it's that easy, but I'll bite. I'll go, that's a pretty sexy statement. And I, I, I do kind of agree spin big right now as a government until you get the employment numbers where you want them. I think that's our government's number one job. Stocks are rising based on Yellow pushing for more stimulus. Hasbro reported a fourth quarter adjusted earnings of a buck 27 expectations for a buck 14. And I instantly go Hasbro. I haven't really cared about Hasbro since I was eight or nine years old and they had the Star Wars characters, plastic figurines. I look at Hasbro as an investor and I go, okay, Mattel's their biggest competition. One makes Hot Wheels, one makes Barbie, one makes Star Wars figures. Like They're kind of in a similar track. And then I go, wait, wait, kids don't really play with plastic toys anymore like I did. The Star Wars figurines were all that in a bucket of chicken. But are they collecting plastic like they used to? Uh-uh. It's much more about the apps now. When your kid comes up to you and wants Call of Duty dollars or V-Bucks, you're like, what? What? Let's just say Barbie's being left in her home, her Malibu home all by herself. Now, that's a sad commercial. Malibu Barbie slips into a bathtub and starts playing, oh, by myself. Camera catches the glean of a razor blade. Is she going to kill herself because no one's buying and playing with Barbies anymore? Kind of. Now take a look at Hasbro's stock. I always liked Hasbro more than I liked Mattel, and I wouldn't even consider buying Hasbro. But I always liked them more than Mattel. Because Mattel had Barbie, and the only thing I can tell you about Barbie is the anatomically correctness or incorrectness of it has caused a lot of mothers on the planet to get angry. I don't want my daughter seeing that you have to have legs that are for like 85% of your body or mammary glands that are surgically altered. Like, mom's got mad at it. Whether it's right or wrong, mom's got mad at Barbie. So I've always favored Hasbro over Mattel because of Barbie. And every now and then you're like, Mattel just released, we're coming out with a Barbie movie in 2025 and it's going to be awesome. Kids are going to love it and buy the product again. I'm like, I don't think so. But the 10-year track record of Hasbro hasn't been heinous, going from $35 to $100. That's not bad. But it's not my kind of investment. Now, when you take a look at Mattel, Mattel doesn't have that same kind of love. I don't know if you're picking up what I'm putting down there. Um, but the Barbie thing is kind of a real 
hangover on the stock for searching for the right words, the right way of saying it. Not quite coming up with it, but not a big fan of toys from the past. Mattel stock on the last 10 years doesn't have the same positive vibe that Hasbro does, which kind of reinforces that I was right to like Hasbro over Mattel. But that's a stock that's done a big load of nothing Mattel, going from 30 bucks to 15 bucks to 20 bucks to 18 bucks. It's gone nowhere fast. Whereas Hasbro is kind of winning it, minus the pandemic, where we're like, kids will never play with toys ever again. That wasn't the case. Kids weren't seeing movies with, you know, action characters that they wanted to go out and buy the action figure. Yeah, not quite either that either. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. You ever see some of these movie crossovers? I was just talking about Barbie, and you go, that does not sound like a good idea. Even if you could get, like, Christian Chinnaworth plays Barbie's mother. And introducing for the first time ever in the role of Barbie, Selena Gomez. Or whatever celebrity you want to throw in there, right? Every now and then you see these crossover movies and you're like, uh, it's not going to work. But Mattel is developing an Uno live action motion picture. I know that there's also a Tetris movie coming out. I'm like, is this like the history of Tetris and the history of Uno? And like there's backstabbing executives who stole it and someone made millions and billions of dollars. Or are you going to try to adapt it into a live action motion picture? Like the Lego movie took me for a surprise. It was, it was well done. The first one, eh, second one, not so much, but first one was awesome. Everything is awesome. Um, Uno? Mattel? I'm not buying it. But again, that's not going to be my only reason for not buying the stock. It's going to be one, but not the only. GameStop down 4%, AMC down 11%. The shine has come off. Let's move on to the next short squeeze, shall we? And the answer is we shall. Last week, Apple, it got leaked that Hyundai might be building a car with them. And then by the weekend, Apple's like, Hyundai, if you leak that story, we're not going to work with you. So it started as like, ooh, it turned into, oh, in one week. Biden says it's going to be difficult to achieve COVID herd immunity before summer's end. I would say that's a slight negative. If you believe he's credible, that's a slight negative. Again, you build a case on maybe I'm not 100% invested through the summer then. Maybe I take a little bit longer to get my trades going. Maybe I take a little bit longer to wait for a dip on poor economic news. I don't know. We don't have the answers yet. We're formulating on the on the go. The data constantly changes. We need to change slightly with it. Not aggressively, slightly. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Target's activewear brand hits $1 billion in sales. Lululemon cannot be happy with that. Nike can deal with it, but you get the idea. Activewear big in the pandemic little barbie world taking us to break i'm robot
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Winner of the Super Bowl ad. Bowl ads. They placed number one and number two in the ad meter. So, out of all the commercials, they bought two commercials and they placed number one and number two. Amazon came in third. What's interesting to note about it was. It was probably the most entertaining commercials, right? Tracy Morgan. Everyone loves Tracy Morgan. He used humorous situations to just to distinctly show us the difference between pretty sure and certain. Now, what's interesting is I know how this stuff works, and a lot of people in the world do too. Tracy Morgan's got 2.9 million followers on Twitter, and he's pretty funny on Twitter. He said on Twitter, vote for my ads. On Admir, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the NFL wide receiver known as Larry Fitzgerald, golfer Ricky Fowler. They all showed up in the commercials. The Los Angeles Chargers, actress Liza Koshy. All of them influencers, all of them with official accounts, all of them posting. Hey, vote for our commercial as number one. Dan Gilbert, who owns the Cleveland Cavaliers, came up with Rocket Mortgage. I will never, ever, never use Rocket Mortgage because, to me, it comes with the idea of you're supporting the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dan Gilbert can go out and sign LeBron, the greatest of all time, and pay him $20 million, $30 million, $40 million, $50 million, what have you. As long as we keep buying these mortgages from him, we're subsidizing a competitor of the Golden State Warriors. I know that's a stretch, but go with me on that. There was a point in time where there was two pizza delivery companies in America. Papa John's. No, no, it's not even called Papa John's. We can call it. We can do Papa John's. Papa John's and Domino's. And Domino's and Pizza Hut was in there too. But Domino's, their owner was uh, Tom Monahan, and he had this idea of people living in a community, I want to say in Michigan together as Christians and building a Christian town philosophy, it seems a bit like that's a bit of a, an agenda. I'm not knocking it. If that's his thing, that's his thing. But the owner also had an investment in the Detroit Tigers. And if you grow up a New York Yankees fan, you're like, they hate each other. Do you really want Little Caesar? Like, where do you put your investment dollars in between Little Caesars? Do you let it cross into your your belief, like, don't support the Cleveland Cavaliers? Well, you see where I'm going out with that. But when you add up all the people like Larry Fitzgerald, Ricky Fowler, the Chargers, Lisa, Liza Koshy, you basically get 13.7 million followers on Twitter. Rocket Mortgage, now this is where the math comes in on the on the show, and I know you're saying, I didn't know there was going to be a test. There's a test in about 30 seconds. Rocket Mortgage bought two 60-second ads at roughly $5.5 million for a 30-second spot. Let's just round it up to $10 million for a 60-second spot. It may be in the ballpark. 
So let's say they spent $20 million on the Super Bowl. They reported about $6.6 billion in profits in their, during the first three months of 2020. I think they could afford that. I think that was money well spent because in the last year, scratching my butt for lack of a better term, I'm in my house a lot. And the home has brought a new meaning to me. And with record low mortgage rates, I'm like, I love my home. I love it. Like It's, it's turned emotional for me. So former wrestler Dave Bautista, Chargers defensive lineman Joey Bosa. They got in the runner-up spot. Not quite as good. But it was darn entertaining. Are you sure you want to park next to Joey Bosa? Or are you in his spot? You want to have certainty when it comes to getting a mortgage because now you're facing 20 other buyers who want your exact home because it has the amenities in it that you want. I, I kind of like what Rocket Mortgage did. And the fact that they used influencers, 13.7 million people to kind of sway the vote. And the next day we're talking about it, more bang for their buck. In this segment, it sounds like this. Rocket Mortgage, wah, 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 wah. Rocket Mortgage, wah, 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 wah. Rocket Mortgage, wah, 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 wah. Rocket Mortgage. That's a winner in my opinion. The COVID-19 pandemic created a practical obstacles for filming. They had you know, to limit crew sizes. They had to move their sets outdoors. I like what they pulled off. Some of the commercials we looked at and we're like, this is, it looks like they're kind of filming on a, like, yeah, okay. Like I heard recently, the Mandalorian technology for filming is going to be used by another sci-fi adventure show. And I'm like, whoa, 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 the Mandalorian technology? Apparently it was filmed like in a COVID world where everyone was super protected. I'm like, I'm going to have to go back and watch that because I didn't pick up what they I didn't pick up that was something they overcame. But apparently. So Amazon got third place last night behind Rocket Mortgage with Michael B. Jordan as a seductive version of Alexa, which kind of brings up that really kind of creepy feeling. Like, if you've seen the movie Her, or is it She? Which one is it? Oh, is it an Affleck kid? Or which one is it? Which one is it? Um, where you kind of fall in love with a robot. It's her. Uh, really odd movie, but Michael B. Jordan and Amazon kind of want us to do that right now. I My personal favorite spot. Was something a little bit different. Um, and what I mean by that. It was not the M&M's. I don't like M&M spots. Dan Levy. But Toyota's moving out about Paralympic swimmer Jessica Law. Pretty top. But it, once again, Rocket Mortgage won. And it wasn't even close. They're worth it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.